All right, back out of here on the fan. Let's go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Former NFL, of course, former Brown offensive lineman. He's a local kid done good. We love the local kids that do good. His name is Dominic Alford joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Dominic, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Before we get into the, the Brown side of things, I just I, it just occurred to me, top of the head. I was like, wait, Shaker Heights, 35 years old. Did you play with Travis or did you play with Jason? Um. Well, I... I played against both of them actually. My my, my senior, I, I'm Jason and I are the same class, uh, class of 2006. But uh, you know, me being from Shaker and them being from Heights, uh, we're arch rivals. So we played against each other quite 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 a few times, and uh, you know, it's a heated rivalry, man. So and, and luckily, I got the best of them. I never lost <laughs> the Heights during my time, so that, that's a little bragging point for me. <laughs> yeah, I got some cousins that went to Shaker around that time too, and they I think they played against the Kelsey brothers in like four different sports. Like, it's just kind of how it worked. And now, obviously, they've moved on to much different things. All right, let's get into the Browns, though. Before we get to some of the offensive line talk and some of of what I believe your specialty is to be, where do you sit with this team right now with the quarterback spot, with DTR, and then potentially going to Joe Flacco? You know, it's tough just because DTR, I really felt like he was hitting his stride. Um, Started off kind of slow, but you could tell once he got going – you know, Stefanski calling a lot of those short throws. Um, you know, he's that back foot balls out. And, um, you know, he's, he's been pretty accurate. Um, surprisingly, um, you know, he, he seems comfortable making his reads. Um, even when he needs to push the ball down the field, you know, he doesn't hesitate. Um, you know, you see a lot of young quarterbacks. They're the check down kings. Uh, you know, DTR has a lot of experience from college. Uh, played a lot at, at UCLA. And, you know, he really seems comfortable in those pressure situations, um, especially that drive before half. Um, you know, I, it, was, it, was, it was really, you know, as you saw a lot in DTR, and it's unfortunate he got hurt. You know, hopefully, you know, he can get out of concussion protocol with this being his homecoming, going back to L.A. Um, but with Flacco, you know, um, I feel like with Flacco, well, really with P.J. Walker, I feel like we, we, we know what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's really, if DTR can't play, you know, give Flacco, you know, he's a veteran, he's played, what, 17, 18 years in the leagues, won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's not the old Joe Flacco, you know, the, the Flacco of the Ravens that used to kill us all the time. But, um, you know, a veteran guy that, that really, you know, understands uh, different situations and stuff like that, you know, you just hope he can pick up on all the offensive calls and all the protections and stuff and, and, and really go out and be productive for us. I mean, if you're in the locker room, someone like a Joe Flacco, that's got to be – you got to think that's awesome, right? You know how established he is. Yeah, he might not be the same Joe Flacco he was, let's say, five years ago, but just someone with that type of presence, someone that's won a Super Bowl, it's got to mean something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I say, I mean, NFL stands for not for long. I mean, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) For a guy to have that type of of longevity in the NFL, you know, it speaks a lot. He's seen a lot. He's played with a lot of great players, and, you know, I'm sure he has stories for days, and, you know, guys can really relate to, to uh, a, a guy that's been in the league that long and, and you know, has shown leadership uh, skills. And, you know, he's been with a number of teams in the past few years, so I'm pretty sure, you know, he can adjust on the fly. Now, Dominic, obviously you are a lineman, so I, I need your thoughts on Dewan Jones. I, I call him a slot machine with a helmet. He's just a massive human. If they could redo the draft, top 10 pick, easy? Easy, easy. I, I, he's for sure first round. I would bet money he'd be a top ten pick. I mean, the kid, like you say, he's a house man, but he's a house that can move, man. <laughs> the guy, he's got such long arms, and um, he's pretty athletic to be his size. Um, 
you know, I, I've said it a lot of this film. Um, you know, he, he does what vertical set. He, he uses his length great. That, that's one thing that gives him advantage on T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is known as being, you know, one of these uh, – he's, he's, a, he's a precision pass rusher. He's great at getting your hands down. He's great at getting that edge. DeWan's arms are so long, and he's such a massive human being. Once he gets his hands on on, on T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt can't do anything. And even Nick Bosa, I mean, he was very productive versus Nick Bosa. Um, when you have that type of length and that type of strength and, and size, you know, once you get your hands on guys, you know, there's nothing they can do. And that's what we saw last week against T.J. Watt. We just got to keep him healthy. That's the only thing right now. How does the league miss so badly on someone like Dewan Jones? Because you look at him, and especially coming out of college, you're like, this guy, he's just, he's massive. He's huge. You talk about the length and then the strength. How does the NFL miss so bad there? I mean, you know, I, I guess there were some questions of how much you love the game. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of weird, but like, <laughs> there were some, some, some rumors that he wanted to be a basketball player, but mm-hmm. it's like, you know, he didn't play basketball at all in college. He's a football player, you know, <laughs> didn't give up a sack his senior year. Um, it was very productive at Ohio State. Um, you know, it beats me. Um, you know, like once one rumor, you know, can can I guess sink a guy's draft stock? Um, but you know, it was definitely a, a, a big miss for the league, and you know, we were very lucky to get him in the fourth round because he's been very productive. How much fun is it watching? You know, you put on the inside of the line, a white teller just do all these pancakes. <laughs> oh man, dude is nasty, man. You know, as a as a former lineman, like you literally dream about some of the blocks uh, <laughs> Wyatt Teller has. He had the one block I think it was last week, you know, where he was going down and you know, and ended up continuing this block as he was going down to 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 finish the block. I, I played with Alex Matt, um, and Alex Alex would make some of the most unbelievable blocks you would ever see. He was so flexible and and the way he could bend and and uh, Wyatt Teller is just a nasty nasty lineman that loves to finish. You can tell he really loves the game. And, you know, he's part of the reason why we're so successful running the ball even without Nick Tuck. When you watch a defense and you're scouting and you're getting ready to go against him and there's a player like Miles Garrett, if the if he's not on the field, do you feel like defense is different than offense in a lot of ways? Offense, it's like we, we, we go to the quarterback first and, and Vegas will move that line, you know, four or five points depending on the quarterback. How much of a difference does it make if someone like Miles Garrett isn't on the field, even though we know he's dynamic, we know he could be the defensive player of the year, what what is that worth? Oh man, from from a game planning situation, everything for, for an offensive line. When you're going to get a guy like Miles Garrett, he is the game plan. We have to know where he is every snap. Um, that guy's so elusive. You, you know, you can't one on one block him. Um, you're sliding the protection towards Miles. If the protection isn't sliding towards him, you're chipping. Uh, you're sending running backs and tight ends to help. Um, so he is the game plan when it comes to setting your protections. Um, and it's such an advantage towards the defense because, um, you know, they can, they know that the line is going to be set and towards miles. So that frees up them being able to bring blitzes on the, out, on the, on the backside or opposite of, of miles. And, um, you know, he, he's just, I, I tell people, man, I, I would literally have, I, I have nightmares having, <laughs> thinking about having to block miles good just because, there's nothing I can do, man. He bends like no other. He's <laughs> brutally strong. He's he's just he he's a creative player, man. And, and you know we're lucky to have that guy. For so sure. you've thought about it. You thought about it before. Like how would I do against him? And you're like, hey, listen, I played in the NFL, played in the Big Ten. You're like, I just throw my hands up in the air and say no, thank you. 
Man, I, I do my best, but yeah, it'd probably be a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Alford, uh, of course, uh, former Browns offensive lineman joining us here at 92.3 The Fan. So let me ask you, do you feel like at this point where the quarterback situation is, where this team is, are the Browns a playoff team to you? You know, looking at everything we've gone through, you know, look at all the injuries from key players. Like, we lost both of our tackles. We lost our starting running back. Our quarterback was just starting to hit our stride, his stride. The second-string quarterback was just starting to hit his stride. But yet they still continue to persevere. You know, they had a rough one this past week versus Denver. Um, but I feel like with the defense we have, you know, I know we have some injuries now with, uh, you know, Denzel and, and Miles being day-to-day, you know. If we can get those guys back on the field, with the defense we have, we still have a shot. Um, our run game has been solid. You know, hopefully Flacco can pick up on everything and, and you know, continue to, to move the ball. Um, you know, it's still a shot. Uh, you know, the AFC is going to be tough, mm-hmm. but it helps with, you know, uh, the Bills being down right now, the Jets uh, and the Bengals. You know, these are teams that we were preseason. We were all counting in the, in, in, to be in the playoffs. So, you know, it helps with those teams being down. Um, you know, we just got to pull out. I, I think we got to get to 10 wins. Um, I said prior to this road, this West Coast swing, as long as we go one and one, I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, we lost the Denver game, so I think it's imperative we, we win this game versus the Rams. But, you know, I'm not writing this off. Um, mm-hmm. When you have a generation of defense like we do, um, you know, you can do a lot of things in this league. I got to ask you, because I don't know the answer. Are you a Stefanski guy or no? Yeah, yeah I, I like Kevin. Um, I think Kevin is, is creative. I, I think he gets a lot of slack, uh, especially this last week from that, uh, you know, that reverse that went wrong. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, again, I, I feel like when P.J. Walker's in the game, no knock on the guy. You know, he, he's, he, he's played his butt off for us. And, you know, Cleveland, we love a guy that works his butt off and, and plays hard for us. You know, I feel like once he came in the game, they were just trying to create some offense. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't the best card for Pierre Strong. And at the time, I'm sure he hadn't played many stats prior to that handoff that that talk that handoff that he fumbled, you know. Um, but I, I really do like Stefanski. I feel like he works with what he has, um, and, and you know, our offense, you know, hasn't been great, but it hasn't been terrible. And he's just really trying to, you know, it, it hurts that we lost Deshaun and mm-hmm. up and down at the quarterback play. He really can't, you know, emphasize the offense that you know he really wants to put in, but. You know, I, I'm a Stefanski guy. I support him. I like him. <laughs> Dominic, I uh, I see in your bio on, on your Twitter, and of course people can follow you at Dom underscore Alford underscore OL. Uh, you, you Obviously you went to Minnesota, you played in the Big Ten, but then you bleed yep. scarlet and gray. So you're just a big Buckeye, <laughs> which makes sense. I mean, you know, you grew up here. You're Shaker Heights kid. Like, that makes sense. All right, so what'd you make of the game? <sighs> Tough, man. It, it, it really hurts losing three in a row to Michigan, man. Like you, like you say, I I wear I wear maroon. I, I went to Minnesota, so I'm a, I'm a golden gopher. So I, the way I put out, I wear I wear maroon and gold, but I bleed scarlet and gray. So losing three in a row to Michigan, that hurts, man. <laughs> it really does. Um, you know, I, I feel like you know guys haven't. I, I feel like guys have lost that fire. You know that we have with Urban. Um, you know, if I hear another quarterback say that, you know. Um, the game versus Michigan is just another game, you know. <laughs> it's not. It really isn't. You know, this is everything. Everything they work for is to beat Michigan, you know. And to lose three in a row is unacceptable. You know, even if, you know, you are 11-1 and one or, you know, Ryan Day has won so many games. But, you know, if you lose to Michigan, what are we really doing here? So it, it's frustrating <laughs> for sure. 
Dominic, great stuff. I appreciate you. Hopefully we'll catch up with you later. Thank you. For sure. Thanks, Jonathan.